and welcome to another episode of The Co-op Show. I'm one of your hosts, Brits. And I'm Jason. And today we're talking about our time borderline rage quitting while running around in our strawberry panties in Ghost and Goblin's Resurrection. Or as we like to call it, Ghost and Gob. Ghost and Gob. Ghost and Gob. So what do you think about my strawberry panties reference there? Um, you know, I was actually, I hadn't, I hadn't paid any attention to the panties to see what was on them. It just looked, I thought it was hearts. Little hearts, honestly. <laughs> they're boxers, actually, but I like the word panties. Oh, panties, just, you're right. Yeah, they're boxers. It's just funnier, but yeah, they're actually strawberries. Oh. Um, Arthur's. Well. Arthur's boxers, but we'll tell you all about that. Uh, we, saw, a, we saw plenty of Arthur's boxers, unfortunately. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, but it's for, not a good thing if you're seeing his boxers. It's not, unfortunately. I mean, he, he's pretty ripped, but. Uh, well, he, he does have a pretty nice body. But if you're seeing his boxers, that means you're not doing too hot. Um, but <laughs> or, you, or, or are you? <laughs> no, you were just on fire with these like little cheesy one-liners lately. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I want to, first of all, give a huge shout out to everyone again for the reviews that we've been getting on iTunes for the co-op show. We say it every week, but it means the world to us. In fact, we had a little mini uh, celebratory uh, um, incident? No, we had a reason for celebration. <laughs> what? I don't know. You're, you're in this all alone. <laughs> I'm all by myself. You're, I'm like reaching up for a hand and you're just like, fuck you. I'm LOL over you're, here. You're on the struggle bus by yourself. Uh, our last episode was our most popular yet. So, hey, hey. So that's very exciting. And just thank you, everybody. Thanks, guys. So let's talk a little bit about Ghost and Goblins Resurrection. So this released on February 25th, 2021. This was a review copy, so thank you, Capcom. It is an action platformer rated E for everyone. It has fantasy violence, mild blood, and suggestive themes. It is developed and published by Capcom, available on the Nintendo Switch. It supports two-player local co-op, but you can play this by yourself if you desire. And the MSRP is $29.99. Hmm. A, a little high, you think? Yeah, um... That is half the price of like a triple A full blown, you know, daddy game. So here's, I'll try not to go down a tributary, but I I never like that argument. Okay. Because I feel like regardless of how you're going to spend your, like how much when we used to, remember when we used to go to movie theaters? Uh Uh-huh. How much was a movie ticket? Wait, what's a movie theater? I know. It was this big thing where you go and you sit in front of the big screen in sticky seats. You get popcorn from time to time. (laughs) But how much was a movie ticket? It's like 15 bucks. Okay, so 15 bucks per two people. Yeah. You're looking at $30. No, you're right. You're right. It's the wrong. I get. I, I agree. I know what you're saying, but yeah. it's it's an argument people use quite a bit. And then I'm also someone, though, who spends $60 for a Call of Duty campaign because I like the experience Same. I get during it. Same. Yeah. And what it all comes down to is how much entertainment are you getting out of this for your money? And yeah, I, I anyway, I don't want to go too, too too much farther down that tributary either. I, but I'm with you though that I think this could have been 19.99. Well, yeah, but I don't want to squabble over 10 bucks either. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, let, let's get into a debate all over right, 10 right. bucks. All right, let, let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> so here is the plot overview of Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. I'm going to try to do like my fairy tale voice here. Oh, okay. <laughs> A long time ago, in the far-off land our tale begins, its beauty matched by none. The knight Arthur and the princess there bathed in the midday sun. 
But suddenly, something's amiss. The town's up in flames. A cloud of darkness does emerge. The palace, it does claim. The shadow then extends its reach to the umbral tree divine. Its color fades. Its vigor, vigor, <laughs> trained by powers most maligned. <laughs> and with this chaos wrought, the demon lord plays his vile hand. While Arthur's back is turned, the princess, he kidnaps as planned. In haste does Arthur doll his armor to save his maiden fair. To the demon realm he does depart so demons best beware. TLDR, another bitch got kidnapped. <laughs> I was waiting for it because all I could think about was how you were saying it, not what you were saying. Everybody who's listening right now is going to be like, okay, rewind. I need to listen to that again because all I could focus on was the fucking Muppet voice Uh-oh. coming out of my fucking <laughs> headphones right now. How is, what's it like to live with someone who does Muppet voice? You just, you just, you. I think you, you block me out put most it on of mute. the time. You just put it on mute. Um, but for real, I actually didn't know like that we were rescuing a, another bitch until the very end of the game when we rescued the bitch and i was <laughs> like bitch. i was like wait okay we were this whole this whole time we were trying to rescue a princess and you were like yeah and i was like oh well yeah yeah the princess uh, she even has a name um but in the game they just <laughs> call her the princess yeah the credits literally say the princess i'm going to the For... google machine right now to find out what her name is uh Guinevere, known as princess Prinprin. Or simply as the princess. <laughs> so there you go. She she actually has a name. Who would have known? Wait, Guinevere? I don't know how to. G-U-I-N-E-V-E-R-E. Guinevere? Guinevere? Guinevere. Guinevere? Guinevere. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, like a game from the 90s or the 80s or whenever the hell this series first came out. Um, had dudes that, rescuing bitches. Exactly. That That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, so... I personally haven't played the original Ghosts and Goblins and Ghouls and Ghosts, but my understanding is that Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection is kind of like a merging of the two games, and there have been some new mechanics implemented. So it's kind of like a retelling, a revisioning of what this game might look like, true to its form in 2021. But you played this. I did. As a child. As a kid. You monster. Now, when did this game come out? OG? I will look. Ghost and was it on the SNES you played it? Uh, I think it was NES actually. Wait, really? I'm pretty sure this was NES. Yeah, it was NES. Um, let's see. The NES release of Ghosts and Goblins was September 19th, 1985. But that was actually in oh Japan. My God, but that, that was shit. in Japan. It came out before I was born. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I remember playing this game when I was a kid in daycare. Okay, sorry. November 1st, 1986 was the North American release date right. for Ghosts and Goblins on right. the NES. All right, so it came out after I was born then in the U.S. Correct. Um, however, I remember playing this game as a kid in daycare. What are you looking at? I'm looking at my NES collection to see if I have a <laughs> copy of it. Oh, because you're trying to see if it's on there. You're looking at the NES Classic Edition. Okay, I'm not seeing it on there, but I'm too far away. No, no, I'm looking at my literal NES cartridges. Oh, oh, I see. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Ignore me. Just pretend like I'm looking at you. (laughs) People who are listening right now are like, what the fuck is going on? So we're sitting in Brit's game room, which has literally about 98,000 games in here that she's collected over the course of her life. And she's sitting right next to about... 4,000 NES games. You flatter me. (laughs) They're just sitting right there. So this whole time I've been talking, she's like scanning through all her games, her cartridges, to see if Ghosts and Goblins is in there. Just get on with your story, Demers. No, this is a good story. People want to know what's going on. All right. I don't really have much of a story anyways. This is kind of a stall tactic because um, my story starts and ends like this. I was a kid in daycare, and I remember playing this game. 
That's it. That is the That's story. A great story. That's it. That's the story. So wait, do you <laughs> so, remember playing it? Do you remember any of the yes, levels? Do you remember? I remember playing it and I remember um so when we when we when we loaded it up uh you know this week um the like the theme music it was super nostalgic. Uh-huh. I remembered it as a kid from being a kid. And by the way, I was only in daycare until I was probably, you know, old enough to actually 13. go to elementary school. Oh, you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> so I was probably like, I don't know, you know, how, how old are daycare kids? Like five, six, seven, something like no, that. You start kindergarten generally when you're five. Okay. So I was in daycare until I was probably about five, but I remember playing this game along with like legend of Zelda, super Mario bros. I, I remember we had those games in, in the, in daycare and this was one of them. And so when we loaded it up this week and it, you know, it was like, dun, 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 or, I, I don't know, something like that. Oh I, yeah. I, probably I, I picked but- up what you're putting down. Right, I butchered it, I, I think. But anyway, that was super nostalgic. And I remembered it. It was like, it triggered it in my brain. I was like, oh yeah. I used to get my ass kicked all the time. Yeah. And so I, all I remember from playing it is that the, is like, like, it was really, really, really hard. I, d- I don't remember liking it very much because it was like too hard. And it's I was very a, difficult. I was a tiny child, right? <laughs> it's notorious um, for its difficulty. But I do remember playing it and getting enjoyment, but I don't remember ever making it past the first level. If I even ever made it halfway through the first level, I'd be I mean, I, that's not surprising. A game that's this difficult, I, I wouldn't be surprised if for a tiny child, care. right? Yes. Um, and and so I do I do remember as we played it this week, thinking to myself. This first level feels really reminiscent of what I remember playing as a child. Okay. Well, that's so a gr- that's my memory. Got it. Thanks for elaborating on that. Very. <laughs> did, by the way, did you find it? No, Is it I in didn't your stack? find the cartridge. Okay. I guess I don't have a, a copy of it. But oh, you should. A lot. I know I should. Maybe Santa can get me one next year. <laughs> Anywho, so in Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection, you play as Arthur, a, and I put in air quotes, a brave knight. Um, Arthur is a piece of shit. Let's be real. <laughs> no, you're just raging. You're you're still raging. So right before we start recording this, we finished the initial run of all seven levels, and uh, Jason had a little bit of a frustrating time, and so I think he's still a little angry at Arthur. I don't Arthur. rage often in but games. But may I remind you who controls Arthur? You it know is what? You, sir. It is you. I I want to see Arthur put become a, a character in smash bros just so i can kick his ass oh because he would be the punching bag of smash because he fucking sucks like honestly this is a this is a protagonist who has nothing going for him except for his strawberry boxers <laughs> he doesn't do shit he sucks at running he sucks at jumping he sucks at climbing and his armor sucks balls too oh my god okay <laughs> stop i'm gonna stop you right there all he you... does is throw this shit is, this is in a not, straight line this is not a venting session demers this all is right. a Th- this is real though <laughs> arthur sucks all right we'll agree that arthur doesn't really have any well then again arthur has magic but we're getting ahead of ourselves here so as we mentioned earlier you guys Ar- have magic here right? arthur's de- main defense is the armor that he wears but depending on the difficulty level you play on as you get hit as arthur you lose armor until you're nothing but your strawberry boxers and then at that <laughs> by that point you're definitely just like a one-hit kill away you can pick up more armor though as you venture through the levels although i will say those spawns are pretty rare yeah. Um, there are seven levels in total, which maybe comes out to five to seven hours of gameplay, depending on, again, like what difficulty you're playing on. How many deaths you endure. How much you're dying. How uh, how many collectibles you want to get, because there are the Umbral Bees that we mentioned a little earlier. Do we, have we mentioned the Umbral Bees I don't think yet? we have. Okay, well, we'll get to those in a sec. Um, and like we just mentioned, we just finished our first playthrough of the seven levels. And after you do that, the stages then take up take on a whole new form in 
what's called shadow stages. So like the graveyard is now the shadow graveyard, etc. So it's like the same stage, but the art is all dark and gloomy and the music is different. And the enemies and are slightly different. And I'm sure there's them. some different yeah. wrenches thrown in there. But uh, we kind of were like, okay, we did our first playthrough. And it obviously isn't a relaxing experience. Yeah. So we decided that like one playthrough is good enough for us. But again, like you can definitely go through and go through all the shadow stages again if you'd like. We, we didn't really have much of an appetite to do that because it, you get your ass handed to you enough in this game and shadow just sort of seems like they want to hand it to you even more. Yeah, and some people <laughs> love that. Yeah. And that's great. And this is definitely a game for you. So if you're if you're not into getting your ass handed to you on a silver platter, there are four difficulty modes. So starting off at Legend, which is your most hardcore, you get one hit and your checkpoints are sparse. So it's a platformer, so you go from left to right. Like and at the end of the level there's a boss and there's the end game. Like you or the end of the level. Like you did it, congratulations. Now you can move on. But throughout that are these little flags, which are called, oh, what are they called? Banners? Re banner of rebirth. Banner of rebirth. And they act as little checkpoints. So if you mm -hmm. cross a banner of rebirth and you croak, you'll spawn back at that thing, at that latest banner with full armor. Yep. So in Legend, you don't get many of those. Then the underneath Legend is Night Mode, which is not as hardcore as Legend, but it's still pretty freaking difficult. You get more checkpoints and Arthur can take more damage. And then you have Squire mode, which is what we played on, which is the easier mode. And you can take four hits, I believe, as Arthur. And I don't know if there's more or less checkpoints than there are in Knight difficulty, but alas. And then for your ultimate baby-ass baby mode, mode, you have the page difficulty, which essentially means you're immortal. So if you do take too many hits and Arthur dies, you'll instantly just spawn back. If you fall off of a cliff into a pit of lava, you'll just spawn on the nearest platform. And a little disclaimer about this difficulty though, is that it does say if you choose this, you will not be able to experience all of the game's content. Not quite sure what that means. Yeah. Cause me we neither. didn't, at least we didn't play on page mode, but we did for like one level just to see what it's like, just so we could talk about it. But yeah, yeah, that's about it. My concern with page mode and I, I'm happy that Capcom included this because I think, you know, it's going to, you know, open it up. And if you're, you know, a parent or something and you want some, you know, your child or your significant other or something to play with you, but you don't want to have to worry about the constant death and, and turmoil, you can play this. And, you know, it, at that point, it just kind of becomes an action platformer. But going back to what you were saying earlier about Arthur, he, and this is by design, like he doesn't jump very well. He's like not very tight to control. Uh, he's he, got like one speed. You're either moving or not. He has like courage <laughs> and, and that's kind of it. You know what it kind of reminds me of? You remember, uh, is it Jumpman or, or Donkey Kong where uh -huh. you where you have Mario, but he's called Jumpman. You have who? Mario. God damn. Uh, but you remember how in, in Donkey Kong, right? You have mm -hmm. Jumpman who is Mario and he's jumping over barrels to, to climb up. Pe mm. You know what I'm talking about, Yeah, right? yeah, of course. All right. No, this, no, who's Mario? Please tell me what a Mario is. I just, I just want to be sure you, you, you understand. Because <laughs> I'm not talking about Donkey Kong or country or something like that. Any, anyway, jump man, right. yes, yes. All right. It kind of reminds <laughs> me of that in the sense of like you have one speed that you can move. You can jump at only one height. Like there is no short hop or high hop or anything like that. You are either jumping or you're not and you're either moving or you're not. Right. <laughs> and, you, and, and that's it. And, uh, and so as a platformer, it's very frustrating if you're used to being able to do a long jump or a high jump or a short jump or like a, you know, move slow or, or sprint. 
there's none of that mm -hmm. in this game. And so as a platformer, I think it is by design deliberately difficult and frustrating because the whole game is designed to just be fucking hard. It is. I mean, and that's the point. Like these games are just known for being difficult and these games yeah. are known for being some of the most difficult games early on in a realm of video games. And it was a rite of passage, a badge of honor if you could finish these games. So, yeah. you know, that's a good, this is a good time to preface that I typically do not like, I do not like difficult games. The mm -hmm. only time I like a really hard difficulty spike is if Jason and I are playing maybe Divinity Original Sin and we have a hard ass boss fight, but yep. and we know it's doable. We just have to be like really smart about how we do it. That's when I like a big difficulty spike, but there are games like this where it's very obvious that this game, you are meant to fail over and over again by mm -hmm. design. And that's the core gameplay loop is learn the patterns better. Exactly. Yeah. Learn the weakness, learn the pattern so and get good. I want to be clear that we're not knocking this game for its difficulty because we understand that like, we know this is what the game is supposed to be yeah it's just clearly not um something that you and i really get a lot of pleasure out of but i will say like once we did finish a level we did have a big sigh of relief and we immediately hopped into the next yeah one. And, and we beat the game it well you know the first run we didn't play it on master mode or shadow mode or whatever but we liked it enough that we beat this game yeah so um and going back to the difficulty when you are on Squire mode, if you do die a few times, you do get the option to lower the difficulty and yep. try that level again. It does not bump you down to page difficulty, though, so you don't gain immortality. And from what I can tell, there's no way to switch it to page mode if you are playing any of the other modes. Yeah, we did try. I think what it does, though, is it lowers enemy HP so that they, have, they take less hits to die. Yeah. Because Arthur doesn't gain any HP. It, it might spawn more, like... Um, items or maybe more or items i think maybe more checkpoints yeah maybe not really less sure, enemies though. either way there's definitely a difficulty drop but what that yeah. exactly is we can't entirely pinpoint it, it doesn't tell you what another um little mechanic you can take advantage of if you need is a magic metronome and so this is available in squire and page difficulty again the two lowest difficulties and it allows you to lower the game speed which we utilized for the Cerberus fight. Yeah, one boss fight. I think it was with the dragon mm -hmm. fight. It was one or the other. And if you're fucking hardcore as shit, there's actually settings for speeding up the game. I'd love to see someone speed I run the game know. on super fast mode, on legend mode, on where, legend where mode. it's a one hit kill. Yeah. I would love to see that. I, you I know, know people can do that. People can do it. There's, there's, there's like a whole speed run, you know, perfect run community out there. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'd love to see someone do it. This Me game. too. I'm really excited to watch some of these playthroughs on YouTube because I mean, yeah, like I would say you and I are f fairly average and good video game quit players, you know, sure, as cheesy sure. as that is, but man, like in this game, you cannot stand still. You have to have eyes everywhere. You have to really have that patience to learn the patterns and where enemies spawn. But because there is the co-op aspect of it, I think we also had a little leg up as well, which oh, was really yeah. nice, <laughs> which was really great. Um, before we get into the co-op, I want to talk quickly about the umbral, be umbral bees because we've talked about these a little bit. So as you progress through the level, you're going to find these little like, I guess they're bees. Yeah, they're like little navvies from like Ocarina of Time. Navi? Navi. Na navi. Navi? Navi. Navi. Do you say Navi or Navi? I say yeah. I say Navi. Navi. I think it's, I say Navi. You say Navi, right? Yeah. All right. At least I don't say Navi. Well, Navi, that no, it's not. I'm Navi. Hey, listen. Navi. Hey, listen, Link, I'm Navi. <laughs> okay. Um, so you have these little umbral bees who pop up. 
And each level in our first playthrough had anywhere from like five to ten on average. Mm -hmm. And what you can do is you can collect these, but they don't just they're not just floating in plain sight. You kind of have to aggro them before they'll pop out of whatever hiding place they were in. Um, but once you collect enough of them, you can then on the level selection screen access the umbral tree. And you have a whole bunch of passives and spells that you can equip for Arthur. It's like a skill tree, essentially. Exactly, yeah. You have Thunderstorm, Transmogrifrog. That's a fun one. Did Turns everybody right? into a frog. Transmogrifrog. Yeah, like this big, big toad. What's, isn't there another word for I love frog? how you, your arms are completely like to the heavens right now. Bullfrog. That's the word I was looking for. I was trying to come up with a word, friends. And I, I erected my arms into the sky in an attempt. <laughs> you got twinkle fingers going on, too. <laughs> but yeah, like Jason said, it turns enemies into frogs on screen. Obviously, that doesn't work for bosses, but your little weaker enemies, air quotes weaker. Um, there's embolden, which allows you to become a small boulder and roll around. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of a defensive move. It is. And there's anything. 25 different orbs on the uh, umbral tree you can unlock. You can spawn like little fire uh, dudes that'll sort of protect you on the left and right. You can, you can like duplicate yourself uh, and create a mirror image. Mm -hmm. It's some fun shit. But you of can course do. it's not that easy because there is a casting time. So yeah. when you're in the middle of the fray, because there's really no downtime in each level. Yeah, you're you constantly to, being attacked by shit. You have to constantly make sure you have your, you know where your skills are. And you can, you can organize them to the point where you want them. So you know, like how many clicks over before you get to whatever move. Yep. But there is a casting time, which requires you to hold down the button and then release it. And if you get interrupted during any of that, well, too bad for you. Um, but there are some passive buffs. And one of them that actually really came into, came in handy during one of our final fights was um, you? It was a, a passive buff that gave you a slight chance to be resurrected upon death. And it doesn't tell you what percentage of chance. Oh, no, and I think it only happened twice. It triggered twice in, in our the, entire like, fifteen deaths that we had. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know math. Maybe we can guess it's like a ten to fifteen percent chance. Okay, to two trigger. divided by fifteen is point one three 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 three. Thirteen percent. You were right on. Yeah, nicely done. Um, you can also do passive buffs that make it so when Arthur is in his boxers, his first attract, his first attack is tripled. You can have your knight's armor restored, etc. Um, I don't know if that's a passive or if that's actually a skill that you can set for yourself. Anyway, it there's takes some fun it takes a lot of, of umbral bees, and there's I'm pretty sure there's no way to unlock everything in your first playthrough. You'd have to probably go through all the shadow levels because, for example, in the first level. On the, your first run, there's like five umbral bees, but then in the first level in the shadow run, there's like fifteen. Yeah. So. Yep. Anywho, that's a lot of bees. It's a lot of bees. That's a lot of nuts. That's a Kung Pao reference. <laughs> Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, best movie ever. Okay, so let's talk about the co-op aspect of it. Yes. Okay, so you. This is gonna be fun because I always like dropping lore on Jason. Yep. Because right, he's hit like, me. drop it. So. Like it's hot. So again. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. That's how you know you're a millennial. So it supports <laughs> local co-op only, like we mentioned at the top of the show. So one player will play as Arthur, and the other player has access to the three wise guys who are these ancestral guardian spirits of Arthur. <laughs> and all they all have names, me. believe it or not. Oh, shit. And so you can call them down from the heavens and have them assist Arthur. So I played as Arthur, I would say, like 85% of the time. Yeah. And then you played as the three wise guys. And you can rotate through them with the shoulder but shoulder buttons. Yeah, L and R. L and R, yeah. And you can just kind of choose which one you want. So you have Barry, 
who erects <laughs> <laughs> he erects a magic barrier to protect Arthur, and that barrier will damage enemies who touch it, which we use this a lot. You have Kerry, who picks up Arthur and carries him around, and he can also pick up items for Arthur. And then you have Archie, who erects a magic platform for Arthur, and that magic platform also deals damage to enemies. Yeah, Betty is my favorite. He He's the guy with the magic barrier. Yeah, it's like a bubble. Yeah. And, and you can actually just... Oh, here's one thing I really love about Barry, what Archie, and Carrie. Is that uh, their names? Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> See, I'm just learning this right now. Um, is that they can fly around the map completely just like, you know, just free ball, it. Just free ball fly yeah. around. And they can really help out Arthur by like carrying him and giving him like, you know, uh, either offensive or defensive assistance or even platforming assistance. Um, so I really liked playing as, as these, uh, ghost dudes and they also have an attack so they can, they can, uh, attack in either up, down, left or right. Um, and just sort of help protect Arthur as he goes through. And whenever any of the ghost dudes dies, they, um, they're excuse on, me, they're the three wise guys. Oh, whenever <laughs> any of them die, <laughs> they're on like a five to 10 second cooldown before that can respawn again, but they have unlimited, unlimited respawns. So mm-hmm. you can kind of just go ham and do whatever you need to do and, and spam your attacks and get in the fray and not really worry about consequences too much. Actually, it's, it's pretty fun. To speak to that, the final boss fight, uh, we won't spoil like who it was, but uh, it's funny because the bosses always have a weak spot, right? But what they'll tend to do is they'll tend to use their hand to cover their weak spot. So if you're Arthur on the ground, you can't access their weak spot yep. until you somehow get all tricky maneuvery. But if you're a ghost, you can fly up and like around their hand and like, just like obliterate their face. Yeah. Just, just like throw spears in and their so face. That's, what, that's <laughs> what we did on the last fight. Jason was Arthur and I was, Oh, which I was Barry. Barry. Betty. Yeah. And so I just like flew up around the guy's hand and I was like, sup. <laughs> and then I just like pelted his face. You just like literally stood there for like 20 <laughs> seconds, just throwing spears at his face until we, and until then we, I cheesed was like, bo- you did it. We, we finished yeah, it. We cheesed the final boss that way. We were like, dude. Yeah. But these skills are actually really, really helpful because you know, like we mentioned, there's no downtime during these levels. You're constantly being swarmed by enemies there's always projectiles flying at your face yeah and barry is really great with his magic barrier because it does last quite a bit the only caveat is that barry needs to stick next to arthur or yeah. otherwise the barrier will split is that why they call him barry well yeah that's why they call carrie carrie i would oh. imagine <laughs> because he carries arthur oh i get it and then archie it's like a bridge you know arch like oh. a, like a yeah, yeah. Ah. I mean, that's my guess. No, that makes so much sense. This is why I keep you around. That <laughs> makes so much sense. So yeah, Barry's barrier. Barry has uh, a barrier. Is yeah. very, very helpful. And Carrie, who can pick up Arthur and carry him. <laughs> I'm having too much fun <laughs> with this now. Uh, that's incredibly helpful during a lot of these tricky platforming yeah. sections because there's a lot of them. And again, like these levels have been built for you to fail. Yeah, they have. And that's that's just the truth of it. And so sometimes it's nice if you failed a lot, have Carrie just pick you up and carry it in the next platform yep. and uh, go on with your bad self. Even still, it's still really difficult because, uh, you know, the the carry, uh, carry can only carry Archie for like, <laughs> you know, five, six, seven, eight seconds before he will get tired and drop him. Yeah. Which means if you drop him into the chasm below, well, you know, too bad. You're Rip. starting at their previous checkpoint. Um, so... I don't know. I, I thought that the ghosts were really fun to play, though. It, it was were. a fun co-op mechanic. They really, really do help Archie, uh, or not Arthur. Archie. They, they help Arthur a, quite a bit, and it, it is fun. And one thing that we found that I thought was interesting 
was that when one of us would get too frustrated playing. Let's be real. When Arthur, you say one of us, you're talking about me. <laughs> well, that, that's how it began. I did rage playing as Arthur towards the end. But <laughs> but what 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 started the way it started was that you were playing as Arthur. You were getting a little ragey. That Cerberus fight can go fuck itself. Yeah. You were getting ragey at the Cerberus fight. And I said, hey, babe, maybe I could try playing as Arthur. <laughs> and you grumblingly gave me the controller. <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it, I, I'm not saying I did any better. I didn't. No, but But you... It's, you a, it's a less stressful experience yes, you, to play as the ghost for whatever reason. I think it's yeah. because, like you said, the ghosts have unlimited spawns. So even if you die 20 times, like, the fault always lies on Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't have that pressure. And it is kind of fun to, like, switch and become a support character for a little bit or just do damage and try what works. And Well, so, yeah, so your rage went way down because yeah. you were able to just sort of chill and play a, a essentially an invincible character. I yeah. Mean, he, he, you, know, you know, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but also another interesting dynamic is that, this is sort of my observation, is that you are like a more sort of utility, sort of defensive or helpful character as the ghosts. Like you were you were way more, I don't know, you were just better at like giving me a defensive bubble or, or picking me up you if I was going to fall. you saying I played the ghost better than you played the ghost? I played the ghost more as like a... Glass cannon. Glass cannon. Yeah, it's, I, I just wanted fucking to fucking play as a glass cannon. Uh, yeah, fucking so bane of my existence. That's my style. Oh, I'm gonna create a mage <laughs> and I'm gonna give them five hit points, but five hundred <laughs> points in attack. Hell yeah. Oh no, melee. That's oh, my dear style. Oh, melee, Bree, please revive me. I'm dead for the five hundredth time. Oh hey, no. I am all about like spears in your face. Anyway. I want to kill shit, but you were all about like, how can I help? Isn't it nice to have someone who actually like wants to like play with you <laughs> oh and <my> help God. <laughs> you? <laughs> um. But no, I, I appreciate that very kind compliment. But it's a good point that you did bring up that, um, yeah, if you find that you are raging and you are playing with someone, just pass the controller around. Like, one of you can be Arthur, one of you can be the ghosts, and you'll find that your your stress, well, at least my stress went down significantly, at least by 27%. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how scientific we are about 27.2% to be precise. Love it. Uh, but anyway, like, the last final notes I have on this is just, again, and we've touched base on this, it's just the difficulty of the game. And I'm trying to decide, because I talked about this on What's Good this week as well, did I have a good time playing this overall? And I want to say, yes, I did. It was very frustrating at times. And again, like huge caveat here is like, I don't like games that you're meant to die on. Like this is, you're meant to fail over and over again. And you can practically hear the devs laughing when you come across like a, you know, you're at the very tail end of this, of this platforming section and the banner of reservoir, whatever the fuck it's called is right there, the next checkpoint. And then all of a sudden, boom, an enemy falls from the sky or there's a random like spike somewhere that you didn't anticipate. Yeah. And now you're dead and now you have to start over. You can hear them cackling. You, they you, knew what they were doing. You know the devs put it there just to fuck with you yeah. right before you got to the checkpoint. Yeah. You know, like, you know it. And you're like, fuck you, devs. Like, But also, thank you, sir, might I have another? Because we kept trying over yes. and over again. And we finished this game to completion. I mean, the first run of it. We did it. Yep. You know, it was difficult, but I never felt like it was so difficult that there was no way we could proceed. No, it, 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 it did. It just took persistence really. And, yeah, and patience and patience. And we made it through and looking back, we had a good time with that said, I'm, I think this is sort of a, a unique show. I mean, a unique episode of our show's history, because I don't think we've had a game like this yet where that we played and talked about on this show where we sort of felt like <laughs> how, how much do we, 
do or will we recommend this game? Because you you really have to have a certain you have to have a certain mindset or be a certain type of player to enjoy this. And certain types mm-hmm. of players are not going to enjoy this. Yeah, and I think I think that's a good point. And let's be real, like you and I have played a lot of co-op games that oh, yeah. we do not like. Yep. But I think we will always want to focus about focus on the games that we do like here or games that make us kind of stop and think about, did we enjoy this? Did we not enjoy this? Well, like, that's a good point. I don't think we would even do an episode on a show no, if we didn't like it. We not, wouldn't want to waste It's not fun to rag a on a game because it's... Well, and people listen to the show to get ideas for shit they should play, and, and that would just be a waste of time to listen to an episode and be like, well, in, in conclusion, <laughs> don't play it. <laughs> LOL, and see you next week. I think week. that's why it's important yeah. to keep the open mind and why it's important to do a, a show on a game like this because it it is one of those games that we we want to recommend but we want to be very clear about what you should expect from it and what kind of expectations you should have going into it because mm-hmm. it's definitely not for everybody it's not like we can be like haha bowser's world you yeah. know or bowser's fury you know like it's for everybody where this is definitely not like it's a frustrating game by design mm-hmm. and there's probably some people out there i mean in fact we know there are people out there who love that kind of challenge yeah and they love these kind of games and for those people like 100 like give it a go but if you're someone who maybe doesn't like a super hard challenge right now especially right now with everything going on you know the world's kind of a stressful place probably pass on this one for now that's yeah. what i would say yeah i it can't really hurt to give it a try, though. Um, but I wish there was like a demo for it so people could play it without yeah. plunking down thirty dollars. That's first. what I was. That's what I was just hesitating about. Is that it's a thirty dollar um, investment to try a game that you may or may not like, depending on how thick your skin is for for destruction and death, <laughs> because you will be dying a lot in this game. Yeah, that's a good point. So I guess I would just... Even on the lowest difficulty, well, not not Page, which is like... Squire, what you so and I on played Squire, on. Squire, which is what we played on. So on Page, you're like invincible. You literally just respawn when you, when you die. But on Squire, that's what we played on. You you do get set back to checkpoints whenever you die. You do, and it's and it's still very 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 difficult. And still very very. So hard. yeah, I would just say ask yourself, you know, are you in for a challenge right now? Maybe you and your partner enjoy that, or maybe you are just a single player and you enjoy that as well. And if that's the case, oh boy, this is one hundred percent the game for you. If you yep. want to become a master at it, you want to learn the patterns, you want to learn how to get good. Um, you know, yeah, like I would say that's for you. And if you're someone who like. I'd rather go for a Mario game right now or maybe like a roguelike, Ham- Heroes of Hammer Watch or something. He would right. fall flat. Yep. You know, there's other games out there that are less stressful. But yeah. o- overall, like I th- I'm happy we played it. I I have a new appreciation for people who love these kind of games now, I think. Yeah. And I, I, I did have a good time with it. Same. You know, and I was just... I just wanted to make a comment that we actually did laugh quite a bit during this game. It wasn't all frustration and just sort of like, you know, concentration. There was actually a lot of really funny moments in the game or sometimes just something so stupidly shitty happens to you that you can't help but laugh because it's like, oh, fuck, seriously? (laughs) And then you're just like laughing like, oh, my God, that really just happened. Yeah, and I think the art style and the fact that you're just Arthur running around in your strawberry underwear really like lends it to that. This isn't supposed to be like a Souls-like game, right? Right, This is supposed to be a, God, that's frustrating, but it's so simple in its design that you know what's happening. So so with all that said, you know, take what we've said uh, and process it through your human computing brain and decide if this is going to be a good purchase for you. (laughs) 
So if, I'm going to let that one go. <laughs> you know, I feel like I could do something with that, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, you, sometimes you just got to stay committed, and I just stayed committed with it. I didn't want to have to edit <laughs> anything out, so I rolled with it. Um, so thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Co-op Show. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at contact.coopshow.com. You can find me on Twitter at Nerd, or you can go to coopshow.com where we have all of our episodes listed with some About Us information, a.k.a. again, it's just kind of our dog, but like he's the best part of us. Us. and you can always leave us a review if you like what we do it's a wonderful way to support us and it helps other people discover our show and every review we get we definitely like high five each other and like g chat like hey did you see our new review g chat yeah because we're a couple working from home and i'm always upstairs and he's downstairs so yeah. we primarily communicate over g chat yeah during so, the day. so um, may, give us a reason to <laughs> high five each other and leave us a review otherwise we won't see each other all day what You're like, give us a reason to high five each other. And I'm like, well, we have to have a legitimate reason. We could just high five for no reason, but that's kind of awkward. What if if I just like came up to you and was like, high five (laughs) for no reason? What would you, what would you do? You know, I don't think I'd be too surprised. You're kind of weird. It'd be kind of awkward though. Right. Listen, like you and I are a fucking weird couple. I think that's like the least awkward would, thing. Would you give me a high five if Thank I were to ask? Thank you so much for listening, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, to this episode of the Co-op Show. I have to test we'll this. We'll see you for next science. week. Goodbye. <laughs> Later, guys. <laughs>